In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Interesting questions asked by these hypocrites Pharisees. Interesting dilemma presented to our Lord. But the answer is prompt and clear. The divine prudence of our Savior is soon going to shut the mouth of those trying to set traps to prevent Him from teaching the truth. It is lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not. Two alternatives in the mind of the accusers. First possibility, our Lord gives a negative answer. It is not lawful or legitimate to give tribute to Caesar, that is, to the civil authority. He would then re receive, of course, the support of the Pharisees. But on the other side, be accused of treason or grave lack of submission towards the emperor. Now, if he gives a positive answer, saying, yes, it is lawful and just, therefore you should all give tribute to the emperor. Then he would have attracted against him crowds of Pharisees, priests and doctors of the law, because we should be accountable to God and to him alone. Then he would have lost all credibility among the listeners. Terrible dilemma in the mind of a simple reader. To God or to the emperor? But here comes the answer. Render to Caesar the, thing, the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Once again, the vain efforts of error broke down on the rock of truth. The order is now reestablished. The hierarchy is clearly defined in the divine government government of all things. Obey the law established by men, he seems to say. And while facing his passion, he once again reminds us of this reality. Thou wouldst no, have no power over me at all if it had not been given thee from above. You all probably have heard this definition of the law given by St. Thomas. As a regulation in accordance with reason, promulgated by the head of the community for the sake of the common welfare. Obedience to the law for the sake of the common welfare. And that's our first point. Obedience to the law. The man who, who opposes authority is a rebel against the ordinance of God and rebels secure their own condemnation, says St. Paul. Thou must needs then be submissive not only for fear of punishment, but in conscience. Pay every man, then his due. Taxes, if it be taxes. Customs, if it be customs. Respect and honor, if it be respect and honor. Therefore, it is certain that every just human law, both ecclesiastical, from the church, and civil, imposes an obligation in conscience. The law as the secure and safe regulation for society, for the common welfare. The first place where this common welfare has to be cherished and lived truly is, of course, the family. The family as defined as the basic social units of the society. When the family is stable, then the whole society is on the right track to a better welfare. This implies obedience and submission to the law 
that regulate family itself. That is, husbands, be the head of the family, as Christ is the head of the church, as he sanctifies his church through his leadership. Exercise over your family the leadership, the authority that was given you by God. Treat your wife generously and honorably, reminding yourselves often of the key role you play in the education of your children. Moral, spiritual, social, physical education of your children. Reminding yourselves often of the power of the example, good or bad, that you give to your family. Because again, you are the head of the family. And if the head doesn't give its command, its power, its orders, then the whole body kind gets kind of paralyzed, incapable anymore to just even survive. Be constantly occupied in some honest pursuit with a view to provide necessities for the support of your family and to avoid illness, the roots of almost every vice. Wives and mothers, submit yourselves to your husband, train your children in the practice of virtue, and pay particular attention to your domestic concerns, never forgetting that next to God you should be loving your husband, esteeming him above all others through the practice of a willing and ready obedience. This is the first law, the law given for the welfare of the family as first unit of the society. Now let's open the circle and let's consider a wider aspect of the law. It would be too long to develop, develop now the different aspects of the law, so let's just focus on one particular issue, especially because this issue today is the fundamental issue. On this issue rely the stability and existence of society, and particularly, again, of the family. What about evil laws that are contrary to what I believe, to what my faith teaches me, to moral principle and even against nature? What if the authority given by God to Caesar is exercised in a way which is contrary to God's law, opposed to the common good in its ordination to our ultimate end, heaven. When you hear this command to render to Caesar the things of Caesar, says St. John Chrysostom, know that such things only are intended which in nothing are opposed to religion. If such there be, it is no longer Caesar's, but the devil's tribute. And moreover, that they might not say that he was subjecting them to men, he, Jesus, adds, and unto God the things that are God's. So the first object of the law is the common good. Therefore, as soon as the common welfare is no more the principal object, then the law ceases to be a good law. It is a moral impossibility to obey an evil law. The reason for that is the intrinsic evil of every offense against natural law inscribed in our nature. All persons are bound to do all in their power to avoid whatever is intrinsically evil, such as, of course, abortion, euthanasia, gender theories, freedom of marriage, and so on. While nations insult the beloved name of our Redeemer, by suppressing all mention 
of it in their conferences and parliaments, declares Pope Pius XI, we must all the more loudly proclaim his kingly dignity and power, all the more universally affirm his rights. And when we hear about lesser evil, we as Catholics have to remember that this notion of lesser evil is just a way of thinking for tactical voting. It is clear that a Catholic may not choose any evil. Lesser evil doesn't exist in a Catholic mind. The object of my choice is and always and should always be a good, a possible good. And my intention is all directed toward this good object. And this is our obligation towards Caesar, guided and of course enlightened by what is due to God and his eternal law. We must repeat, declare Pope Pius X, with the utmost energy in these times of social and intellectual anarchy, when everyone takes it upon himself to teach as a teacher and lawmaker, the city cannot be built other than, otherwise than as God has built it. Society cannot be set up unless the church lays the foundation and supervises the work. No, civilization is not something yet to be found, nor is the new city to be built on hazy, nation, on hazy notions. It has been existent and still is, it is Christian civilization. It is the Catholic city. It has only to be set up and restored continually against the unremitting attacks of the insane dreamers, rebels, and miscreants. Omnia instauri in Christo, to restore everything in Christ. Grab therefore your rosaries and go to his mother, Beg for the grace of the restoration of a Christian society. When Caesar was subordinated to God and when his first preoccupation was common welfare, and she promised at the end, My Immaculate Heart will triumph. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Amen.